Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Lauren. Our pronouns are she, her. And this is Demythifying. The podcast where two best friends talk mythology, go off on tangents, and hope to bring a little bit more forgotten magic to the world. Hello, Lauren. We've been really, really busy with Turn the Page. So again, I wanted another mini-sode teaser to keep our toes into the world of myth and not straight too far from some of our faves. We have got plans to get into some heavy mythology stuff with the Cadmus line and we'll do, be doing the Iliad and the Trojan War at some point. But we just need time to read, research and prepare the episodes, which does take time. And also, just Turn the Page has is, is blown up mm-hmm. so much more than I expected. Yeah, and I think people don't realise, some people that have mentioned to me, they don't necessarily realise how much work goes into some of these episodes, and well, all of the episodes. So, yeah, it's it's not just the uh, the 20 minutes, minisodes or the hours that we record with people. There's, <laughs> there's a lot around it, and especially with Turn the Page, we want to do a good job and an in-depth job with people, and we want to give them a good experience. So that can take a while especially when they're really long books (laughs) but I wouldn't change it and I feel very blessed that we've had so much opportunity yeah really it's really lucky and it you know started from us asking and don't ask don't get is pretty much my philosophy so it's proving that it it can work I mean we haven't got some some people but don't ask don't get and just go for it so that's that's kind of also this mini-sode. We're just going for it. We're going to go back to some standard myths right now. Well, thank God some people have said no, because we're busy enough as it is. <laughs> it's when you said to me, oh, we could have more people. I'm like, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, thanks. I want to, also, I want to do a good job for the people that we've got on. So if we take on too much, then I feel like the quality can decline. And that's, and that's kind of why we stepped back a little bit with Demyth, because we didn't want to do a poor job of Demyth. But anyway, let's let's get into a mini sode. And this one's another flower power. There's loads. Yes. I'm finding loads. I'm loving all of the the flower myths. It's been so much fun doing these. And my story for this mini sode is the story of the rose. Oh, you know, I love roses. You love all flowers, pretty true, much. True. Especially if they're bought for you. Yeah, I'm lucky like that. Well, did you know that they were linked to Aphrodite? To be honest, I can't say it ever really crossed my mind, but it does make sense. Well, as we know, Aphrodite was the Greek goddess of love, beauty, desire, reproduction, and also doing some bitchy, petty shit. But that <laughs> doesn't just apply to her. And you also know that Aphrodite had an intense love for Adonis. There's that intense love again. I feel like I'm missing out. I don't know if you'd want it. Fair. Like, it just seems to bring drama. But yeah, she was in love or obsessed, however you want to put it, with Adonis. And we do delve further into that story in an older episode, the I'm Your Venus episode. So people should check that out if they, if they want to know. But Adonis was a perfect beauty and Aphrodite was in love with him. Adonis was described as being passionate about hunting, which does sort of put me off of him a little bit because 
I don't like it, but also this is back in ancient Greece. So I guess I have to let him off. But one day he went out into the forest in order to do so. And Aphrodite had previously given him a warning to be wary of animals that don't seem to show any fear. But obviously being young and beautiful in a Greek myth, you can imagine where this is going. That Adonis completely forgets this advice and it leads to his downfall? No, he just, he goes out, has a lovely hunt and goes home and it's just a nice normal day. (laughs) No, obviously you are correct. Adonis does completely ignore this. We can put this down to maybe being young where you don't think bad things really happen to you and you kind of just don't feel that danger. And this just leads to his downfall. And he's in the forest and he comes across a boar. This boar could and has said to have been Ares. Ares being the on again, off again, ex-lover of Aphrodite, who also happens to be a jealous Olympian because there's no shortage of those. And Aphrodite was running after the body of her lover when she cut herself and her blood turned a white rose red. Aphrodite was said to have held a party. Now I'm going to take this as a wake rather than an actual like get down party because I don't think she would do that. So she had a, a wake at his funeral called the the Garden of Adonis. There are a couple more stories that I found associating roses with Aphrodite as well. So in Roman myth, Venus was running to warn Adonis and she cut her ankles on a thorn bush and wherever her blood spilled, red roses bloomed. Yes, the other two are a lot shorter. And the second is that uh, I really hope this is Phrygian goddess, um, Cybele, who was a goddess of Mother Earth. And she was jealous of Aphrodite and her beauty. And she wanted to create something that would compete with Aphrodite's beauty. So she created the beautiful red rose. And there's a third story. And this links Aphrodite and Dionysus. Now, Aphrodite, after being born in the sea, she put her powers to the test by creating a white rose that she always had on her chest. The goddess who used this white rose as an adornment met Dionysus, who we know as being god of many other things, was also the god of the great harvest. And he spilled a little bit of wine onto the white flower, thus converting it into a red rose. And there are a couple of really beautiful paintings by our favourite Waterhouse. Now, the first one, this isn't Aphrodite. I just love this photo, photo painting. I just love this painting. And it's a woman with red hair tied up, smelling a rose. She's in a garden and she's by a rose bush and she's smelling a rose. And I just thought it was so beautiful when I found this that I, I needed to include it, even though it's not Aphrodite. And then the second one is the awakening of Adonis. So we have Aphrodite waking him up with a kiss and we've got various flowers around which look like, they look like poppies around him, but it looks like one of the children or one of the cherubs around him. I believe that's actually, I believe that's Cupid or Eros because of the arrows. It looks like they're picking red roses. The one in the bottom left. Left. Yeah, I would say that looks like roses. The story today that I want to tell you is about the lily flower. This is quite a short one, so that's why we tacked it onto this episode. The lily is associated with Hera. Hera, we know, is the queen of heaven, was the wife of Zeus, and the goddess of love and marriage. It's said that the milk from her breast created the Milky Way galaxy, and the droplets that landed on the earth created a field of lilies. 
And in Roman myth, again, Venus was said to be jealous of the lily's purity and beauty, that she made a pistil grow from the flower's centre. I've also read that flowers still represent purity and abundance in Greece, where brides wear crowns made of lilies and weeds, which I really love. Yes, so the flowers still symbolise a lot today. And I do find it interesting that they're mentioned in the Old and New Testaments. And over the years, they've symbolised different things from purity to fertility, innocence. And obviously, they've been used as funeral flowers. I am a big fan of lilies. I think lilies are absolutely beautiful. It's, it is sort of interesting that they are symbolising fertility when in Greek myth, the ones they've come from, some of Hera's breast milk. And obviously that's produced by having a baby and being fertile. That's mm. interesting. It is interesting. And a lily's poisonous to cats. Am I right in thinking that? Yes. Oh dear. I know. So I can't have them at home. They also the pollen gets everywhere. It stained my clothes. I had some lilies sent to me once and it stained my clothes. I think they're just pretty. I think they're pretty and I don't I don't see a lily and associate death with them, but I can see why people would because they were used in funerals quite a lot. So here, this picture I found on Deviant Art is by Kira Mizuno and it's Hera and Lilies. And I, I really like it. It's a line drawing like a, an illustration and you've got yellow lilies and you've also got Hera with almost like a crown of peacocks so it's very obviously Hera and very prominent and beautiful yellow lilies I like that her this is nothing to do with the lilies but her eyeliner is a bit kind of peacocky colored it's well her eyeliner is green and her eyes are blue so I think it it matches doesn't it, it matches the peacocks yeah, I think that's really pretty. But I do like the lilies in it. It just, I just love lilies. It's so pretty. And I like that they haven't made them white. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Follow us on Instagram at Demythifying the Podcast for more Olympus based content. And if you're liking what we're doing, please rate us and subscribe. Also, check out our website at www.demythpod.co.uk. If you have any other stories you'd like us to cover, pop us a DM or email us at demythpod at gmail.com. See you again next time and check us out wherever you get your podcasts. She's been Lauren, I've been Charlotte, and together we've been demythifying.